Welcome to All Electric Conversations, where we talk with pioneers in traveling with electric vehicles. We're your hosts, Katie and Steve Krivolovic of the All Electric family. From road trips and towing to daily life, we'll hear stories of wanderlust and progress to inspire your own adventures with All Electric Conversations. Welcome to another All Electric Conversations podcast. I am Katie Krivolovic, and this is my husband, Steve. We are from the All Electric family, and we like to go on adventures in our EVs, sometimes towing our Airstream with one of our electric trucks. So we like to jump on our podcast and talk about adventures, talk about the world of EVs and the things that are going on there. So that's why we're here today. Yeah, today we want to talk about Electrify America. They have a new CEO, Robert Barossa. Yes. And uh, the last gentleman is out. He's moving on within the company Volkswagen within Volkswagen and yeah Robert Bros has been around uh, since 2018 with the company at, with, Electrify at Electrify America so we will see if it's going to be the same thing or different thing but anyways we wanted to talk about yeah we want to talk what, about what Electrify America could potentially do different to yeah. help them and also the new Rivian over-the-air update that yes. gave us a range increase. Yes, so. people were excited getting those updates and getting a, an increase in range. So we wanted to, to talk a little bit about that, too. Um, and, you know, we like to ramble on, so who knows what else will come into the, the conversation. Yeah. So. so I will ask you, Katie, first of all, what do you think Electrify America could do to increase confidence in its current customers or regain some of that confidence back? So I think what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to go in and replace the existing equipment that is not working or fix it, get it, get it up and running. Um, you know, they have such a big focus on getting chargers in new places, which also needs to happen. But I feel like the starting point needs to be fixing the infrastructure that's already there and getting it working to its fullest potential. Yeah, the current infrastructure that's already there. Yeah. And I don't know. I I feel like they should concentrate on that before actually adding new yeah. chargers, even though I'm kind of torn on that because there's certain spots that we can't get to that they're working on Yeah. getting new chargers at. But, you know, they... I mean, they have to build that confidence uh, in that. And I, I personally wonder what was going on with that, why they have to put all new equipment in. Is it just those chargers were terrible or are they struggling to get parts? I kind of feel like it's a little bit the parts issue mm -hmm. because there was some, there was a Signet and then also an ABB unit and it appeared like when I talked to the electrician, he was working on a lot of one of them and he acted like he couldn't get parts for the other one. So I don't know if there's just a really bad supply chain issue or what with the with the one unit. And I can't remember which one that was. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm not going to say I believe it was ABB, but I just I don't remember off the top of my head. So, yeah, I, I think. I mean, I do think it's 
obviously going to be multifaceted. There has to be a whole lot of things that happen before people are going to feel confident in the, in the network. Um, but I think that their starting point really has to be fixing the chargers that are, that are already there. And there are some gaps along some major interstates that need filled in. Um, but I don't think it necessarily needs to be done by Electrify America either. If ChargePoint could come in and get a you know, 50 or 60 kilowatt charger in those places, that would be a big help. It's because there's, there's only J1772s in that area. And that's why when we say we can't get to a place, it's that there is nothing above 50 kilowatts um you know on the way there we because we'd have to stop and charge overnight it's not that we can't get there we could get anywhere we just have to stop and charge on a, at a campground or a j1772 or whatever that case may be i mean it's not even necessarily the 50 kilowatts it's 10 kilowatts yeah like nothing over what a regular 1450 outlet yeah would. you take for instance from sioux falls over to uh the what are those called? Why can't they? The Black Hills. Oh, yeah. That there isn't a whole lot there. And so you you would have to campground hop or however you would state it mm -hmm. to get there. We couldn't even get there without towing. So yeah. that that's one spot that, you know, comes to mind right away. If they had 50 kilowatts, I'd be fine with that. Um, I don't think I'd be fine with it, but it would make it work. Yeah. It's, it's. So EV Go or yeah, someplace anybody. like that. We say Electrify America because they got a new CEO, but obviously some of the other companies have their own work to do as well. But, you know, if if we could get reliable, char the chargers that are already there are reliable, I feel, I feel like that's going to be, and then they could get people in there, get them charging be getting revenue off of people charging and which is another thing I think they need to do is take a good hard look at what they're charging for for a charge for you know a kilowatt hour and see if that's really what they need to be charging or if they need to be charging more because as we've talked about in a previous podcast we feel like we would be able to pay we would we would be willing to pay what we paid for gas to go on a reliable road trip in an EV. So if they need to up the prices to get it to work right, then that's, I mean, do they need to up the prices to be able to get those those chargers working so they can hire more electricians? Or There's so many what ifs, but when it all boils down to is getting those chargers working. And they did recently up their charge, how much they're charging yeah per kilowatt hour and per minute so they must have looked at that i'm not sure if that's the new ceo or what but they they are charging more for that and so hopefully that is going to make it, them be able to have enough uh, revenue coming in to support the maintenance that these chargers are needing yeah and i think so how how do you think they could get to that point? Do you think that they're just not realizing that these chargers are down? Do they need to have more people monitoring them? Why do you think that it there is so many issues with it? Well, the fact that some people can actually, you know, <laughs> get into their 
software tells me that they probably don't have <laughs> the greatest <laughs> software. Yeah. Um, I'm not a genius with that stuff or anything. I know nothing about that, so I'm not really <laughs> sure 100%, but it well, I, just... I can't even remember who it was, but somebody drove up to one of them, and it was prompting them, like, without doing anything, the screen was prompting them to change the password. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, so there's software. obviously <laughs> some issues there um, that they need to correct. Um, so what I'm saying is whatever's happening on the back end of stuff, I'm not sure they're getting all of the information that they need to continue to maintain them the right way. Yeah. Do you think that, that the new CEO should put more people on the ground at like electricians and or people going out and testing the chargers like on a regular basis? I know they said they were doing something earlier this, well, not this year, but in 2022, they said that they were kind of having somebody come out and check regularly, but it was still going to be, I want to say months, before, like every three months or something like that, that they were going to come check. I don't know the exact amount of time, but I remember it being a pretty significant amount of time between when someone was going to come out there. Do you think that's another thing that they need to step up? Yeah, and I don't know how all that works. If you can preemptively see what needs to be maintained when you come out there or what. But I know that the electricians that I've seen out there are all contracted, you know, through Electrify America, which means they own their own company. Electrify America is just having them come out there and change stuff. So, yeah, maybe they need their own people. I don't, I don't know how that works. My, my assumption is all of this stuff can be ran through sensors and software that can say, hey, this contact or whatever's overheating or you know something along that lines like whatever breaks on those things more often than not mm -hmm. you know and they've been around for long enough that they should know what needs to be maintained at this point yeah what works in certain conditions what works with a higher uh, throughput rate of, of vehicles like all that stuff I mean so you know, just getting the data that has happened over the last how many ever years they've been around and figuring out, okay, this is usually when this breaks, so we need to replace that. And maybe that's why they're changing their chargers out, but they did have some problems with it. I believe some of those problems have been fixed where they were not able to work very well in cold climates. So yeah. You know, hopefully that's a good sign that they're actually seeing that. And, you know, there's great resources for them through PlugShare and Rate Your Charge on Twitter to see, you know, which ones are working, which ones are struggling, all of that. So the problem with that is you're relying on public, too, to tell you whether a charger is working, which can, you know, go both ways. They can tell you that it's working fine and it's actually not putting out enough charge, or they can tell you that it's not working and it's user error. Yeah. You know, so you do need some sort of professionals that are actually 
able to diagnose it and see what is going on, maintain it, however you say that. Well, and I think that going and talking about software or the apps, people being able to communicate things and also the company communicating things to the customer, I think that an immediate fix that would take not very long is communicating much in a much better way on their app when chargers are not working properly, like what's wrong with them, how long they expect for it to take for it to be fixed. Um, if if um, certain brands of vehicle are having trouble with that charger at that time, I think they could divulge a lot more information to the customer so that you can have an idea of, is this actually gonna work for me or not? Is it that I'm gonna get there and it's just gonna be charging slowly or is it all the way down? And being honest about it at all times, not saying that a charger's working when you roll up and it's only putting out 10 kilowatts, 20 kilowatts, and that's all you're getting out of it when it's a 350 kilowatt charger. I think that that could be a huge and almost immediate change that would be massively beneficial to Electrify America. Yeah, and that they have the information of what vehicle you're coming up to the charger with usually, so mm -hmm. they should be able to tell you, hey, the Ford Lightning currently is charging slower on this station. Yeah. You know, something along that lines. I could see that working. Um, and then also, they've had all this information. I know they have it because when I call, I can ask what the last vehicle was that charged on it and what the speed of it was. Yeah. And so they also have access to the state of charge. So they should be able to have all this data that's telling them, you know, whether it's charging at its max current or if it's, you know, only allowing a certain amount of charge. So they should be able to actually give all that information mm -hmm. real time on the app and almost like popping up and saying like last successful charge uh uh was a ford lightning charging at 170 kilowatts or whatever it was and have that information displayed there so you can see they, and the date and time of that last successful charge they could do that or they could just be able to run the data and say okay this is it typically hits 125 kilowatts when it's this ambient temperature and this and so then in the back end they can make it super simple for the user and just say this charger's uh, running at 100 percent or this charger's running at 90 percent like yeah. something along that lines because it and you don't have in my opinion you know, more and more people are going to come into this space that don't have the or don't want to have the knowledge yeah. that we do or other you know current enthusiasts have yeah so we got to simplify it yeah. in my plug eyes. and play make it plug and play yeah and or even say something along the lines you know it may take 10 extra minutes. The charger isn't as running as smoothly as it should. Or, yeah. You know, something like that. So you know, okay, I'm pulling up to this charger and I'm going to have it 10 extra minutes that I didn't think I was going to have. So I need yeah. to fill that time with something.
Well, and I think as well, you know, again, we don't want to rely solely on the public to get this information, but I think it's been proven and shown. I mean, people love to give reviews and they love to talk about their experiences. And why do we have to go to a separate app to provide that information? Why can't that be integrated in as well so that, you know, people can also give their input to a, a charger, you know, and their experience at it and how it's been going, you know, versus just pulling it up and it says it's working or it's not. And that may or may not be accurate information. You know, I think it's, I think an app update may be one of the quickest things they could do to increase, um, because it doesn't take any more hardware. It doesn't take any parts. It That's doesn't true. Take, it just takes somebody writing some code. <laughs> and there's yeah. plenty of people out there that know how to do code that yeah. could increase what, how people feel about it. I think a lot, a lot of, a lot of the comments that I have, I've seen is I just want to know. I yeah. just want to know. So how can they put that information into their app so that it's and and have the app work always so that it it gets them the information that they want and or need yeah i think we just came up with number one you know yeah fixing the app I and think then so. two actually having fixing the chargers mm -hmm. you know obviously you can do that concurrently but you know the, to build that rapport back up mm -hmm. that hey you know sorry this charger isn't working or it's slower like you know mm -hmm. That's fine. The honesty, transparency is going to win over a lot of people. Sure, people yeah. are still going to be upset that it's not working or it's not working that fast, but you're not going to mislead somebody. Yeah. So even a pop up that like, like if you want if Electrify America wants to make sure a station is actually not working before they post it is not working on the app, even a pop up that says this station has been reported as not working we are checking the validity of that, <laughs> you know, like even if it was some sort of a, like, Hey, heads up, there might be a problem. Yeah. And, and then people are going to feel more confident that they're working on fixing yeah. it because transparency. Yeah. It, it, that's how I feel anyway. Yeah. It boils down to transparency. So yeah, that's, that's where I would start if I was good old Robert. We're going to go get coffee. Yeah. You got to stop sitting here and go get me my coffee. <laughs> Apparently, we just ordered the biggest coffees ever. If you're <laughs> listening to this on the podcast, we're, we're driving today. And uh, we now have the world's tallest coffees. So <laughs> if we start to get really excited, that's what's, that's what's happened. <laughs> We've just plowed through gigantic coffees. But, okay, so we're saying, number one, improve the app. Number two, get the chargers that are already there working. I'm my number three is going to be get the chargers, get chargers in places where they're in, they're lacking. And I don't even, I don't need multiple options. I just want one, you know, along the route so that we could get there with fast charging. What do you mean by multiple options? So I think eventually down the road, you know, where what are the options? Are you? What options? Yeah, I'm getting there. So, like, eventually down the road, 
like having multiple chargers in one location like there's four gas stations on a corner having you know multiple options for charging in one location eventually that is a priority but right now obviously that's not it yeah but what are the options what what are the different so chargers you're talking about if, if evgo has one there go down the road <laughs> Get further down the road so that... Oh, so you're talking not only to EA, you're talking broadly to every charger. Yeah, so, like, that's going to be... So the CEO of EA isn't going to be in charge of that. No, but they can look at... If they're going to be getting chargers in locations where there aren't some, they can be looking and and seeing and saying... Yeah, you're right. Is there an EV go there? No, we don't need to go there. We need to go to a different location. I see. Yeah. That's where my head is at okay. as far as it, as EA is concerned. I would agree with that. I wish they would all come together and figure that out. Yeah. So yeah. at least in the Midwest. Out yeah. Here. So it's, yeah. You, but you do want to, thinking from a business side of stuff, you do want their you know, the best opportunity for people to stop there now and in the future. Yeah. So it is going to be location for them. It is. Because it's not built on a similar model like gas stations. Gas stations, if you put it there, you have to build the building out. You have to have all of the, you know, drinks and the food and all that stuff in there. At least that's not the current model. So. But, But, okay, another question off of that, Ben. And talking about getting charging into locations where there isn't charging, is it a good business model for a company to put a charger where there aren't any to be the first that are there to get people into that area? Is that a, like, does that build trust for the company? Like if people are like, oh man, hey, Electrify America got us there first, you know, I mean, is that part of the equation as well? Of building that trust, yeah. I think in the middle of other chargers, yeah, of course it would be. So. Yeah, yeah, because I mean... Because that means they're actually looking yeah. in opportunity areas. And they are doing that up in South Dakota, I noticed, uh, when I was just looking. They are, they are putting chargers in spots at those 50-kilowatt charge point, 50 or 60-kilowatt charge points aren't there yeah and i would assume that's because they see a gap in charging so i i think that they are doing some of that so hopefully that's yeah you know already happening yeah and i i i and maybe that's why that is the furthest down the line for me is I already feel like that's an area where Electrify America is doing a good job is getting chargers put into places. Yeah. You know, like that doesn't necessarily need to improve. They're already getting them out there and growing their network. So it doesn't really need to improve. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's lower on the totem pole for me as far as what this new CEO should come in and attempt to do yeah a lot of communication a lot of transparency that's kind of what boils down to yeah because i mean i think we we realize i mean we have gotten fantastic charges on ea the first time we plugged into a 350 kilowatt charger 
with the Rivian, we were like, dude, this is so fast, you know, yeah. watching it ramp up. And part of that is the car, but you know, they're, they're offering the fast charging that those cars need. And so it's there. And when it works, it's great. So I think it just goes back to reliability, reliability and building the trust back yeah. up. Cause I think a lot of people have lost their trust in, in, the public charging and electrify America. Yes, they have. So do you think there's anything else that they need to, to do? Uh, hopefully the new chargers are going to help them with decreasing their maintenance because I would assume sending out electricians all the time to their chargers to fix this board here, that board there, like whatever it is, is pretty costly. Yeah. And so hopefully these new chargers that they have will decrease that maintenance and actually make them a viable company that can, you know, not fall. Yeah. So that that's my thought on it. Um, yeah, I... I think that's, I think it all boils down to just getting everything within the company operating smoothly <laughs> and, and realizing, so, okay, I have to, I have to talk on a personal pet peeve of mine and I think they absolutely positively have to stop with the canned responses on social media when people say that there is a problem i think that that alienates people more than anything yeah. it's not genuine at all no it's a oh we're, thanks for letting us know that there was a problem we'll get on it as soon Our as possible and when it when you've been to that station three four five times over several the course of several months and it is never better and you get that canned response it just sends fire through you. You're like, no, you, you're not. You are not working on it at all. <laughs> I, I mean, that was what happened when we got stranded in Ogallala. We got a canned response back on social media. And I was just like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, you're not. This is, it's been this way for months. And now we're stranded because of it. Because you said it was up and working on the app. So I, I feel like that that is really, I, I understand the need to want to respond to it, but you and I both own businesses as well. And sometimes the best thing to do is to just like to say, Hey, we're going to send you a message and then have an actual conversation with that person or even flat out not respond. <laughs> I would have been better with them not responding than the canned response, like, because they're wasting resources on giving me information yeah. that gives me nothing. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, if it was a canned response and every single time they did look into it and they got fixed really quickly, then sure, do that. Yeah, true, true. But the, the reality is it's happened over and over and over and yeah. they haven't fixed it. So those canned, response, canned responses are just disingenuous. They're yeah. not... It doesn't feel real. No. So it's, it feels like a robot, you know, a bot is responding to you. And that's probably what's happening. Yeah. Um, I don't know that 
for certain. Once again, yeah. I think we've established I'm an idiot when it comes to software <laughs> and all that stuff. So, I mean, we're not we're not experts. We're just consumers that you know, in our opinion, these are the things that they can do to improve. Because yeah, really, that's all it is. You know, user experience, and especially having come from the Tesla network previously, and the things that worked well in that environment like okay here's here's what we think and it's it's the it boils down to it's never going to be the same as the tesla network because it has to be open to all these different vehicles and all these different yeah, cars and all different. that stuff but it can still work well yeah i mean maybe that's what you need to do is go in and hire all these tesla people i mean the other companies do it maybe that's the number one thing you should do yeah get some tesla people on board and i know people don't like to hear that because they don't want to think Tesla's leading and stuff, but the reality is they are. Yeah. They're, they're showing the way of electrification and how you do things. And so it, you know, steal their employees. Sorry, Elon. <laughs> well, I think the cool thing is personally, we have met multiple people who have branched off from Tesla yeah. and are doing really cool things. So, Elon was fantastic at getting people who were forward thinkers. Or his team. Like, yeah. I don't know who it was. Yeah, but. it's his team. Somebody was really great at finding people that were inventive and problem solvers and want to come up with solutions to problems. And so... Can you see know. it in the future happening, yeah. like yeah. these problems. I don't know how they do that. I mean, great companies do that. Yeah, great companies do that. And I think that... And there's so much around this diesel gate and so that it'll never be what it is. But I think that that's bull honky. And I think that they do want to get the chargers working properly. I think that it's been a rough go. And I think that some investment in some people that are passionate about solving this problem because they're out there and there are lots of really smart people that would come in and want to you know, solve the problem and the, it would look to be someone with experience in keeping the Tesla chargers up and running. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's what I think anyway. So I think you're right. Yeah. But I, I mean, again, this is one of those topics that we can go around and around and around on because there's just, Every time we go to a charger, I probably would come up with a new idea. Like, oh, they should do this. Yeah. <laughs> this would be fantastic if they if it yeah. could do this. Um, but I. I mean, I would like to ask them to put pull through uh, chargers in right. there, but I feel like that should be last on the yeah, to do list. <laughs> last. <laughs> like, make the chargers work. Yes. And then let's talk about pull through sites because that's. I mean. There that are, enables us. From, it does. So. There are a couple simple things that they could do, but that's more like, I don't know if Electrify America would do that or not. For instance, the charger in, is it Fort Morgan? No, not Fort Morgan. Yeah, Fort Morgan, where you can pull up. It's it's on that, in that Walmart parking lot. Mm -hmm. And if, if you pull up to the last charger, head on, like you're going to run right into it. Okay. You could get a like charge a trailer there, right? Okay. Yeah. So like maybe one another like relatively simple thing that they could do 
to help just build rapport for their customers is if they have stations like that where a trailer could pull in to get sp parking spots marked off for a trailer to be able to pull in there and charge if they needed to. Yeah, I mean, that would, that would be nice. Yeah, again, not top priority, I, but... Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be pushed back on that in a sense that I, you know, I don't know how this works in between them and Walmart, but yeah. I feel like Walmart would have to be somewhat okay with it. Walmart would have to be somewhat okay with it, but I mean, let's let's be honest. Let's look at a Walmart parking lot. There's trailers parked in the back of the parking lot anyway, yeah. like not doing anything. <laughs> like we get those comments, people will be like, "Yeah, you're taking up the entire parking lot," and it's like okay, we're actually doing something. We're not just like yeah. pulled into the parking lot and sitting there and, you know, cause I, yeah. So, but I do, they would have to come up with some sort of agreement with Walmart, but anyway, so. Or even just have the chance to be able to stay hooked up. Yeah. Just, uh, I think most of their chargers, they actually do. Have yeah. That. I think a lot of but them do. There's a, ultimately there's, a high probability that somebody's going to be parked in those spots. And yeah. so, it, unless you come in late at night or something along those lines, or you just get lucky like we did that one time. And yeah. So, but we went there multiple times and had to unhook. So yeah. It is what it is on that aspect of it. That's just a, not, a, not everybody's going to be as adventurous as us yeah. and uh, want to tow a camper with an electric vehicle. We do yeah. love our people that do that. Yes, we do. Um, so, and hopefully you are signed up for the EVRV rally. Yes, so this is going to be a shameless plug. <laughs> so uh, this podcast is coming out on Wednesday. So yesterday we announced our uh, charged rally, which we are bringing back to Amana, Iowa this year Yay. from October 4th through the 8th. So Thursday through Sunday in Amana, Iowa. And one thing we want to be sure that we're really clear on this year is that this rally, you don't have to have an EV or an RV to come. We want you to come if you are curious about towing with an EV. We want you to come experience it, see the great people because there are great people. We met them last year. A lot of them are coming back, and we're excited for that. So we want everybody to, to be a part of that, regardless of if you already have your equipment or not. Yeah, any inkling into it at all, even if you just want to see how did these people make it here? Where did they come from? I bet they're only 40 miles down the road. Come yeah. and talk to us, and everybody's friendly and very knowledgeable on what they're doing and how they're doing it, yeah. and would love to talk to you. So. Yeah. Come on out. So we'll put a link to our Charged Rally page in the show notes for this show. So you can find that in the show notes so you can get signed up for it. Yes. We'll see you there. See you there. All right. So then time to talk about Rivian. So I, I have held off on asking this question so that we can just record our conversation about it. Because my immediate thought was... So Rivian says, Rivian gives you an update and says, your range has increased. And I thought, well, bull honky, because my battery pack is still the same size. So how, how what, 
what is this about? How can it's still a, you know, 135 kilowatt hour battery. So how is it, how is the range increased? One of two ways they figured out inefficiencies that they've made more efficient or they have increased the usable battery pack. And I have not seen anybody do anything on that. So I don't know the answer Which one to it. it. Is. Um, I know Kyle is looking at testing that from Atispect and then uh, Brandon Flask um, is, I think, looking to do that as well. So I would uh, point to those guys. They, they enjoy the, the testing stuff the way more stuff. than I do. <laughs> yeah. I enjoy watching it and yeah. love learning and I partake in some of it. I try to make it more towards what kind of regular people would want to see, yeah. like, you know, my 10 to 80%, stuff like that, but... Um, well, and helping to understand your car if yeah. you come into the EV world. Yeah. So, without going too in-depth. Yeah, so those guys will run those tests and figure out, okay, is it increasing the usable battery pack, or is it correcting some inefficiencies with it? So, super cool that they're able to do that. I don't know the percentage, Ours appeared to jump up about 15 miles, and so I don't know what that means. <laughs> now I'm excited. Let's just stop and grab the camper and go, <laughs> go test it yeah, out. Yeah, maybe. So <laughs> I think that it, it's really cool that you can throw an over-the-air update out there and you can get more miles. Yeah, it's. I think that the updates... And I know, like, so many people are like, oh, it's like your phone because you get updates or whatever. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. To me, like, that is so cool that you can change. I mean, they could completely change the vehicle in an update and make yeah. it a totally new vehicle if they wanted to. So it's just really cool to me that, that they can do that. So I'm fascinated by it. And that's another reason why I kind of wanted to wait to ask that question to Steve because I was like, how can they increase battery capacity over an yeah. update they had some guesses on what would happen but i mean and maybe they said it in the update list I, yeah we didn't we haven't it. even got in the vehicle yet to see where it's at yeah. so even the 15 miles that i said that's where it's at uh currently and the car was still charging so yeah, yeah. maybe a little bit more that would be amazing but it was at 85 percent and so I mean, it really can't go up that much more, maybe two or three more miles if it does anything. So. Yeah. So, anyways. But all, uh, it's still good. I'm still happy to have a range increase. And Yeah, thank you, Rivian. Yes. Um, we have not received our Ford update that will let you watch YouTube inside of it. And, yeah. Uh, and just a different UI user interface. So, yeah, we'll see. But um, do we, I mean, what else has happened in the world of EVs this week? Is there anything big? I mean, I think there's been maybe been other price <laughs> increases. Well, we put our uh, deposit down on oh, yes. the RAM yeah. EV. So, so that'll be. They, they gave different, you, you probably haven't seen this, but they, they put out a different. Uh, 
how would you say it? Like what the production vehicle is going to look like, and it looks like a actual Ram. It doesn't look like that. <laughs> we all concept. Knew, we all knew that was coming. Yeah, it's right? kind of weird. I mean, that just happened a month ago. I know that they. So that they they already knew. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they already it knew. Kind of interesting. So. Oh, I'm not 100 percent sure what happened there, but that's. <laughs> Well, I think they're so late to the game, they're just cramming everything in and yeah. to get it. They're like, okay, we do have to play this game, and so now they're just trying to cram and it's everything late in. late 2024 is yeah. when they said. Yeah. So, so we'll see if that happens or not. Yeah, it's interesting. I also saw something, and I'm not sure, you know, I had, didn't have a lot of time to dig into it, but that, like, this reservation was almost a reservation to get your reservation. Oh, on the... On the, the Rams, Ram. oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Like, I, I just saw it this morning, so hmm. it may be, like, maybe reading fine print and somebody actually read the fine print. It was like, oh, Yeah, okay. I don't. <laughs> when it comes to something like that, I don't. It was a $100 deposit, that's why I remember. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what actually comes of that. But, um, and it's so, it's so interesting how all of this process is working with the different companies and stuff too, with their reservations on their EVs and, and everything. And I mean, yeah, cause the Fisker you put, I can't remember how much down and then you had to plop down. I think it was like $5,000 or something to actually get a reservation or a build, you know, however you would say that. Yeah. So, I don't know. Basically, your reservation to get a reservation. Yeah. It cost more in the end. Yeah. That's uh. That's interesting to me. Yeah. So you're getting a reservation for a hundred bucks, and then, uh, so how it went with the Hummer was they they did a hundred bucks, and then when I actually ordered it, I had to put five hundred down, and that was with the dealership. So. So it's going to be a reservation to get a reservation. And then once you order it, you can get another chunk of money from you. That's funny. I don't know if that's how it's going to go, but that's yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Interesting. Oh, man. I I mean, but they're making these cool trucks and stuff that people want to get their hands on. And for us, I mean, we want to test them out and see how different they all are. So... Um, or similar, yeah. The case maybe. Eventually, once we kind of test the big battery pack versus smaller battery pack, I think we're, what we're going to see is that there's going to be a happy medium of you know certain battery pack size and things like that. Because the bigger battery pack, the longer it's going to take to charge. Mm -hmm. There's going to be this you know right size that fits it in. Maybe Ford and Rivian already have figured that out. It's not the 200 kilowatt hour battery packs like the Hummer and what looks like the Silverado and Sierra is going to have. Maybe it is the smaller battery pack because it doesn't take as long to charge. And yeah. So I think once they figure that out, then they're just going to have to work on efficiencies of the vehicle to improve the range and, and all of that. And, you know, unless if chargers get bigger and better and you're able to pump more energy in there then you could have those larger battery packs that that's kind of how i see it i don't yeah i don't know 
I agree. I think that, and it could be almost the same kind of a thing, similar to, uh, similar to a diesel versus a gas truck in that, you know, maybe a big giant battery pack is going to work really well for some people and a smaller battery pack is going to work really well for other people. And so then you still have your options and you choose based on, on those options, you know, I, I it's just all so new and there's so many things coming all at once. It's uh, it's going to be intense over the next few years to watch all of this unfold. Yeah, and we'll, we'll kind of settle in on what vehicle we actually want. We'll, we'll cycle through a bunch of them, but yeah. eventually we're going to get an SUV and have a pickup. Yeah, or we don't want to be a, a two-pickup pickup family. Or, no, <laughs> or a pickup and a car like we... Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll eventually settle down on something. It just was a weird time. that, And it, for the next couple of years, it'll probably be pickup and a pickup. Unless they have an SUV that could do our trailer, then maybe yeah. we'd try that out. So, Or if they came out with a... Actually, I mean, I know there's rumors, but actually came out with an Escalade EV. Because <laughs> we all know that you got to live that soccer mom life <laughs> anyway so i think i think that's it for today probably should wrap it up so yeah thank you guys for joining us on another electric conversation thanks for listening find all of our show notes at allelectricfamily.com slash allelectricconversations be sure to connect with us on youtube instagram tiktok and facebook at allelectricfamily Find us on Twitter as All Electric Fam. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed this story, please be sure to share it and hit that subscribe button. Leave a review and help inspire others to hit the road. Until next time, stay charged. <laughs>